0: Well, I was with Bucks on Monday, um, and I think this—I think what he had to say about Geelong has largely gone under the radar somewhat. Here's how he thinks the club is missing the legendary captain Joel Selwood.
1: It's only been 12 months, but I—I I just wonder what this year's going to look like for Geelong. I think you, I saw—I saw. Are you I suggesting
0: saw them... that Chris Scott can't win without? No,
1: I, no, I, no. I'm not. But I'm saying that I think that. It's probably at Geelong it's gonna to be tough. For Chris Scott, but also for, for for Geelong, I think we underestimated the loss of Joel Selwood if you could ever do that. But I don't think you can ever replace a player, a character, a drive, an ambition, a competitiveness. It it takes a whole a whole heap of elements to bring a successful team together. But there's 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 a special source and I think it invariably is an on field leader. Who brings a grunt and a desire and a will, and, and I just remember when when Geelong ran out in the field in round one, there was like danger was leading them and there was mm. smiles on their there faces was, and yeah. I, I just thought, wow, it's not that's that's a, an immediate contrast to Joel Selwood. Now you can't try and be Joel Selwood, but I think you miss you miss that drive and energy, and and, I, and I'd be fascinated to see where Geelong go this year even even 12 months down the track cuz I think they'll it'll, it's hard to replace it's impossible to replace and I think that I think there's still some pain for them before they mm. they turn around
0: trouble for Geelong without Joel Selwood which got which got me thinking I've been thinking about all week about about that and what bucks has said and uh, can Chris Scott be successful without Joel Selwood there's a whole heap in that and you can go back and listen to the podcast if you want the extended version of it but he's predicting a tough year for the Cats off the back of that um So as we all file our top eights in and our premiership predictions and our predictions for the Brownlows, do we factor in enough the strength of the captain or captains, if your club's got a couple, and which teams have the biggest leadership advantage? So I spent some time going through that, and I was like, okay, well, let's go through the teams. Who's got the best captain? Let's put it absolutely simply. From 1 to 18, which team has the best captain. Now, for the clubs that have got a couple, I've just picked the most prominent, who, who I think is the dominant leader. So if it's Andrews and Neil at Brisbane, I think Neil is the more dominant leader out of Andrews. So I've only ranked one captain from each club if you've got a couple. But let, let's go from one to 18. Who the best captain in the league is? Marcus bonson is the best captain in football. And I reckon he's the game's best player also. So this is, it's a pretty good... Pretty good mantle to have, the best player and the best captain. He selflessly plays whatever role the team needs. He's courageous, he's brilliant, he plays when he's hurt, he's ultra-consistent, and he steps up in big moments. He's been let down by his underwhelming teammates and I think subpar coaching in recent years, but he deserves to be a premiership captain. Um, Now, if you're going to be ultra-picky on him and if there's one chink in his armour maybe he could be even more demanding on his teammates. But for me, Bontempele is the best captain in football. Toby Green's the second best, the All-Australian captain, and he's got that intangible, sell ability to put his teammates on his back and carry them, and he can sense a crucial moment in a game, and he can impact at that exact point. And at times last year when he wasn't touching the footy-40, I'm going on ball. I think that's what he's done. He's been more demanding and he's inserted himself into the game wherever the team has needed him. And when you're looking for a captain's moment, up steps Toby Green. He's two. Max Scorn has been the best captain in football previously. He's now the third best. He plays a different position to Green, but he's able to impact in the same sort of way, like his endurance allows him to position himself exactly where the team needs him at any given time. So be that behind the play, if they need him to take a big pressure-releasing mark down the line, he does that. If he needs to go inside 50 and clunk a contested mark there, he does that, or he can influence centre bounce at key moments as well. He's calm, he's level-headed. I think he's an excellent media performer, and he'll need all of that this year, because um, as we know, the Demons are under the pump for more than one reason – Patrick Cripps has really developed. He's the fourth best captain in football at the Blues, and he's got very, many vital attributes, the same that he had, uh, his coach had as a player. He's a bull. He's one of the toughest players in football, like Bontempelli. He plays when he's hurt. He's suffered through 170-odd games without a final. He's got a taste of it. He knows what it's all about, and I reckon look out. Uh, the next two to three years for Patrick Cripps could be pretty special. The Premiership captain, Darcy Moore, um, I've got at five. He's an outstanding ambassador for his footy club. He's one of the best media and public speakers the game's ever had, I reckon. Now, that's a big call, but he's captivating when he talks, Darcy Moore. So big plus there. He has brilliant in-game moments that can ignite his side, his teammates, and also the crowd. But he does lack concentration at times, and he, he lets himself down from time to time with poor moments one-on-one. And I've also just got a question about his durability as he ages, which, you know, in recently has been okay. Last year was okay, but uh, doesn't often play 20 games in a season. Jordan Dawson with a bullet. The Adelaide uh, footy club knew something when they fast-tracked Dawson to captain the club. None of us saw it coming, but they saw it coming internally. He doesn't waste his words. And he already ranks as one of Adelaide's best ever. He's an outstanding captain, Jordan Dawson. He was terrific last year. So I've got him at six. Lockie Neal, seven. And I reckon he grows into this role every day. Um, And I noticed it in 2023. Look, he's a two-time. He's got nothing left to prove individually. All that's left is a premiership. His lines are as good a chance as any to achieve that this season. He needs to be more demanding of his teammates. He's worked extremely hard on his defensive aspect of his game, which he's spoken about. Individually, there's nothing left to prove. He just needs to be a premiership captain. So I've got him at seven. Patrick Dangerfield at eight. And as Buck sort of has alluded to, there couldn't have been a tougher spot after taking over from the best captain ever. Can I say that Joel Sellard, the best captain ever? I mean, not everyone will agree with that. A lot will. That's my opinion. Perhaps there's recency bias in there, but I don't think there's been a better captain than Joel Selwood, 0433981116, if I'm wrong. Dangerfield, we know, does things refreshingly his own way. He isn't trying to replicate what made Selwood great. And even at his age, he wills himself into games. He's as tough and as competitive as it comes, Dangerfield, and he doesn't get enough credit for that aspect of his game. Um, But he has... knocked down a few rungs due to questions over whether his body can still hold up to playing a full season with the way that he plays football. Zach Merritt's at nine, a huge turnaround since voted out, been voted out of the leadership group only a few seasons ago. He works his backside off to influence games. He's addressed his defensive lapses individually. He's definitely become more demanding of his teammates and he's done that publicly. But he can't ever be considered in the top echelons of captains until we see him in big games more often. And that comes um, when, like Cripps, he plays in September and he wins in September. Jack Steele I like. I've got him at 10. Uh, I'm going to forgive him for a poor 2023 um, considering the consistency that he has shown in the years leading up to the down year. He needs to sense the big moments in games and influence more often. But otherwise, everything that Steele does, you want as a captain. So there's not not much fault to find with Jack Steele other than can he be brilliant in games when his teammates need him to be brilliant. He's consistent and he does all the little things well, but he doesn't have the big impactful moments when the team needs him. Callum Mills, despite the off-season mishap, Mills takes over as the sole captain of a team with such a rich history of culture. All the great captains at Sydney, often multiple uh, in one season and have come b- before him. He's less individually brilliant, I reckon, than some of the other skippers, but it's hard to knock any aspects of his game. And Sydney is right in the mix to win it this year. And to do so, uh, Mills will have to be fit and at his defensive and aggressive best. I've got Sicily at 12. To your big year for Sicily now, blank's gone down. We'll get to Josh on that shortly with the latest details. It feels a bit low at 12 for Sicily. But I guess he can't be high like Merrin until we see him in those big games in September. And that may be um, the case. He's an All-Australian. He's consistent. He's brilliant. He's as good as any intercepting defender that we've got in the game. It's a big year for him. I reckon he's going to get extra attention that will definitely come from the opposition that try and shut him down this year. Let's see if he can hold his head. And let's also see if he can play a full season without getting suspended. I've marked him pretty harshly for that as well. But... Uh, do love him as a captain, and it was a great choice um, at the Hawks. Jared Witts, he shares the duties with Took Miller. I don't know. I don't know who out of those two is most impactful. I've given it to Witz. Um They both do it admirably. I think they should have gone younger, though. I think they should have handed the baton over, perhaps like Port Adelaide have done, and, and give it to some younger skippers. It's going to be Anderson and Rao that drive this team uh, where it needs to go. So maybe one more year for these two, but it has to be Rao and Anderson's team from now on. I've got Simpkin at 14. I don't think the dual captains works at North. I thought McDonald was poor last year. Needs to play better. Uh, Simpkin should definitely be the sole captain of the Kangaroos. There's lots to like about him, um, but I can't place him any higher like Sicily and Merritt until um he captains a team that's not diabolical which they have been for far too long now at north i've liked what i've seen this pre-season i think they'll turn the corner but um, it's too early to place him any higher than that now Curvis at richmond uh, he's going to be the sole captain this year it was a strange choice from the start he shuns the media spotlight he's too often undisciplined in games he gives away far too many free kicks can you be a captain and not talk to the media i don't know we don't know anything about Toby Curvis. it was a strange choice. And it's a real shame that Dustin Martin wasn't able to put his hand up when Trent Cochin stood down. Also a strange choice was Alex Pierce. I've got him at 16th Frio. Um, it was bizarre, I thought. Needs to be Sarong and Brayshaw's team. Can't believe they haven't made that call. Connor Rose, he's going to take over Port Adelaide as one of the youngest captains in the game. It's obviously far too early to judge his leadership. It's impossible to say a bad word about him. He was the obvious choice to take over from Tom Jonas, and it is his and Zach Butters' team now. A lot of pressure. Um, Let's see how they go, but uh, what a brilliant start to Connor Rosie's career, the two-time All-Australian and now captain of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. And then Oscar Allen at 18, like Rosie, it's too early. We we don't know. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that he's having to captain the club at West Coast because he should be focused on his body and being one of the best key forwards in the game and not having that extra responsibility. But that's the state that the Eagles are in. They needed him to do it. Liam Duggan's also going to help him out. It is one of the toughest tasks of all the 18 captains. Marcus Bontempelli is the best captain in the game. What do you think? one 736 736 to have your say on that. No doubt the Doodle guys will, will write that up if you've missed my rankings, but we can address that later on in the program. And I'd love your thoughts. one 736 736